Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. We cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome. Happy Friday. We made it. Today it is going to be warm again with a high of 82 degrees. Tomorrow will be a 53% chance of rain and 72 degrees. And Sunday there will also be a 72% chance of rain and 63 degrees. Monday will also be rainy and 63, but moving into the rest of the week next week, it'll be back up into that high 70s. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, has more weather details coming your way a little later. We have Diana Ogle talking about the Beaver Dam Pepper Festival happening this Saturday. Be sure to check that out. Also, Helen Dix, the State Issues Advocacy Director with AARP, shares more about the Aging and Disability Resource Center. Stick around. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Travel. It's one of the things I really enjoy about my job, and I'm sure that there's a lot of folks out there that would agree if you get a chance to travel for your job, it can be an eye-opening experience. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and that's regardless of your age. Every time that I go in a different direction, even from state to state, you learn something, and Jill, boy, I'll tell you what, if you're a national FFA officer, your head must just about spin with all the traveling they do. Well, I guess you're right. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I sat down on the couch with my niece, Courtney Zimmerman. She's the National FFA Central Region Vice President. And as part of their being an officer, they get to do an international experience. This year, they went to South Africa in August. And we had a chat about what they learned about agriculture. And they compared the agriculture in the U.S. to theirs. And she got to go into the classrooms. And I think that was her favorite part. Yeah, so this is a pretty cool part of our year that we always get to do. And normally national officers in January get to go out to Japan. Um, But this past year, back in January, we were still questioning because of COVID. And we were trying to figure out where we were going to go. And then they decided, you know what, I think we're going to go to South Africa. So here in the last month in August, um, my entire team and I and some National FFA, our coach and manager, um, went out with us. And we went to South Africa and we got to experience the culture of South Africa and take a tour which is pretty cool first of all getting there 
How many hours on the plane? Our main flight was 15 hours. So we started in Indianapolis. We flew to Atlanta, which was about two hours. And then from Atlanta, we flew to Johannesburg, which was 15 hours. And I thought it was going to be miserable. And it wasn't the greatest, but, you know, they brought some delectable meals that were high high quality, but they weren't bad um, to us on the plane. I got to walk around a little bit. And I think because I sat next to my teammates, it was okay. If I had to sit next to some strangers, they probably would have gotten a little annoyed with me probably falling asleep on them and whatnot. Um, but being with my team on that 15-hour flight made it all all right. <laughs> so you landed in Johannesburg. What was your first impression when you got there? So obviously we changed time zones as we went across the ocean. And I remember getting off the flight and one feeling really just confused because they had just fed us breakfast on the plane and it was like eight o'clock at night. And we were all just really confused because back at home, it was only like two o'clock in the afternoon. So we were all just really confused of what time it was. And so we got out of the airport and we went to dinner the first night, and then we all just conked out right away so we could enjoy the rest of our time in South Africa without the jet lag. And so right off the bat, you know, it's summer here and winter there. So we all got off, and we were in our shorts and T-shirts, and then we stepped outside, and it was 50 degrees. And for a moment, we were like, oh, man, did we pack the right clothing? And some of us did. Um, some of us didn't, myself included. Um, but it was definitely kind of a shock right at first because, you know, it's not always the warmest here in Wisconsin, but we really cherish our time when it's warm. And so being here um, when it's warm is great. And then going all the way across the world to South Africa and it was cold, my brain wasn't quite making that connection. But um, for the first few moments, we were all kind of like, oh, my goodness, we are on the other side of the world. And, and we could recognize that pretty quick. You got a little bit acquainted with the schools over there. Do they teach agriculture? How are the schools set up? So this was actually honestly my favorite part of our entire South Africa trip was right off the bat. Um, one, we went to the University of Pretoria. So that was a college that we went to. And we didn't do a whole lot there, but we got to kind of see the classes that they taught, meet some of the students, have conversations about how different agriculture is from here in the United States and over in South Africa. But once we got the chance to go to some high schools, middle schools, and even there were some elementary students around, but it was more so the high school and middle school that we focused on. That was a really cool experience. So we went to Erasmus High School, and it was uh, a really well-known high school for their agriculture program and kind of some of the things that they focus on with their students. And so we actually got to go in, meet kind of the head guy of the agriculture department, and then they sent us to class. So we got to sit in on a class actually all about feedlot cattle. And then the coolest part was they walked us out the door, and in the back of their school, they had their own small feedlot of cattle. And this was just super cool because I was making some personal connections to my life and my experiences with cattle. And it was even pretty cool because the students were teasing us because they're like, all right, now we got to go and we got to put our steers on the scales, figure out how much they weigh, figure out feed rations and whatnot. And so they asked us and they kind of made a little bit of joke and we're like, oh, let's see if these Americans really know what they're talking about. And they're like, all right, how much do these steers weigh? And I looked at him for a second and I was like, mm, let's go 550 pounds. Now they're in kilograms and what, a whole different system over there. So then we figured it out and whatnot. And it walked on the scale and it was like 560 pounds. And I had to like applaud myself for a moment because I was like, dang, I still I still got it in me. And they were joking with me and we were laughing about that. And it was just a really cool moment because these students from across the world 
never had I met before. We just made this super small connection about weighing livestock. And it was just super cool to see that in the schools and have the conversations about where are these students going? What is their path, their direction? Do they want to go to a college? Do they want to go back to the farm? And just hear their, their stories was really cool um, within the school walls. So with making that connection, how different do they feed their steers? Honestly, it's very similar to what we do here in the United States um, when it comes down to feed rations. And obviously it depends on where they're at. And so they were telling me just about their mix of corn and cotton seed and how they had changed it throughout their course um, in the different times of year. And it was really cool to hear about that because obviously it gets a lot warmer in South Africa than it does here in Wisconsin. And so when they were telling me about the how they had to calculate the changes in feed and what would work best, I was impressed. I was absolutely dumbfounded and I couldn't have figured that out. But to know that they were doing that within the classroom was just really reassuring that agriculture is in a really good place everywhere in the world. And you mentioned your focus was on the middle schoolers and high schoolers, but you told me you had a pretty cool experience with some littles. Yeah, so we actually, this was on a different day. We actually traveled to Clip Town. And so it's a, they call it a shanty town. So it's an area where students um, kind of come together. They all live very close together. It's not a super um, fancy neighborhood, but it's just their way of life. And one thing I really appreciate about them is that they don't need material items to be happy. They just need each other. And so one of the coolest part is, Within this um, town, they created this community support program for the youth. And so after school, the kids all come to this program and they have different activities, different classes they can do. It was one of the coolest things that I had seen. And the really cool part was these students just came up and they were surrounding us and they were just so, they wanted to hear about who we were and why we were there because of, of all places in the world, why would we choose to be there and it crossed my mind of why wouldn't I want to come here and just knowing that their schools aren't that much different than ours and they also deserve to you know have attention and people to notice them because they are doing such cool things and so that was an experience that I had with some of the younger students as well and even back to that Erasmus High School and when the students flocked over to us as well and they realized yeah we're halfway across the country but we're not that different um, from each other and that was really great uh, to have those conversations and get to know them because then I left South Africa with a few friends which was kind of great. <laughs> and you had to go on some tours so what kind of farming things did you see in South Africa? Yeah, so one of the greatest tours, we literally just went on to um, this guy's farm that has a, had a big cattle feedlot and then a pretty big crop operation as well. Agriculture in South Africa and in the U.S. are very different, but also very similar. And I think the one farm we went to was a prime example of that because their feedlot was almost identical to what we have in the United States. Sure, their cattle were a little bit different, different breeds that they use, different ways of functioning. But at the end of the day, it was very similar to what we have in the United States. Their crop operation was a little bit different because obviously weather is different um, there as well. And so they are very heavy in growing corn, which is known more as maize down there. And then also just vegetable production. So carrots and potatoes and, and those kind of crops. So like we grow those too, but just different times of year of when they do that was really, it was, it was cool because 
here we are in the United States and we're thinking, all right, we're getting close to harvest season. Well, over in South Africa, they're just getting ready to plant and they're in the middle of winter, kind of the turnover of agriculture. So it was just a huge shift. And to see that agriculture isn't that different and we can share similar ideas and things work over there that don't work over here and vice versa um, was pretty eye-opening. You had some fun times out there too. Something about a safari and something chasing you? <laughs> yeah, so we may have gotten ourselves into a sticky situation, um, but we actually got the chance as a team to go out on a real safari. So we loaded up in a safari truck. I don't know if there's like a technical term for those, but it was a little bit bigger than a golf cart. So it wasn't super sturdy, but we were safe because our guy knew what he was doing. So we thought, <laughs> and so we went out on this safari and it was really cool because the animals that are out in the wild there are totally different from the deer that ran out in front of our cars. And so we got to see rhinos and giraffes and zebras and we missed out on the elephants. We saw them from a distance, but they didn't get super close to us and buffalo and you name it. The one situation that we ended up in was this mama rhino, her and her little calf were out in the distance and we saw them at the beginning of our safari and then at the end we saw them again on our way back. And so we were driving along and all of a sudden the mom decided, oh, the road just looks like the most perfect place to go stand right now. So she went and she stood in the road and we sat there for a while. And then all of a sudden we realized the sun was setting and she wasn't moving and we weren't going to get out to help her. She definitely was the boss. So we just waited and she didn't move and we're like, okay, now we got to start thinking of what we're going to do. So the guide, we put all our faith into him. We're like, eh, he'll get us out of here. It's, it's great. We'll be fine. We can wait here, whatever. And all of a sudden the guide turns and he starts to take this path that didn't exist. And it was conveniently in between the mama rhino and the baby rhino. And within agriculture, we very well known, especially with cattle, you don't get between the mama and the baby. <laughs> so we, um, we went and we started driving and the rhino did not think that was super awesome of us so she turned awfully quick and started charging at us and we ended up stuck in a hole so then we had to back out and it was a scary moment I felt for my teammates that were on that side of the car luckily I was on the other side um but we were like my goodness if we make it out of here alive we're gonna have a heck of a story to tell and oh my goodness talk about a crazy experience that I've never had before and I don't know if I'd ever want to experience that again um but that mama rhino as soon as we started driving through there she started charging us and we had to go a little bit quicker and we did make it out alive and we are glad we did that um but that was one experience that oh my goodness I don't think my heart rate has been that fast since I don't even know when but it was really funny and we look back and we laugh because we were absolutely terrified at that moment but we did make it out alive and I'm, I'm glad we did. <laughs> Our Central Region National FFA Vice President Courtney Zimmerman and this is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
Your tough jobs, the really big ones, deserve a hardworking John Deere tractor from Sloan Implement. Right now, get 0% for five years and $1,000 off on a 5E series tractor. No matter the size of your work, the John Deere 5E is the perfect fit. And when you take a seat on your tractor, your land stands to benefit. 0% for 60 months. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Offer ends 10-29-22. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Experienced electricians, come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the Bright Star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one -on -one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin stay. It's a great way to start your day. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker, and it's time for your Compure Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. So, Stu, what do you got for us today? Well, Charity, a nice day today with sunshine, lots of warm air, but there's rain going to be coming our way. Some rain already this morning in far northwest Wisconsin, extending southeast then through Minnesota over into South Dakota and Nebraska. We'll talk about rainfall, when it will arrive, and how much you may see right after this. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. I'm Charity Seebecker, and welcome back. So, Sue, how about that weather update? 
All right, Charity. Sunny skies, a very fine day today. A lot of low 80s, some clouds build in in western Wisconsin, however. There will be some rain in the far northwest and north central part of the state today. South winds about 5 to 10. In the east and south, clear tonight. More clouds, even a bit of a rain chance at La Crosse late tonight. Very upper 50s and low 60s for lows. Call it partly sunny Saturday. Scattered showers and thunderstorms in the morning in the west, in the afternoon in the east. Upper 70s still for highs. Southwest winds becoming northwest about 5. Rain around here Friday for, or Saturday, Saturday night. Could take us up into that half or maybe one inch range, but it's a slow moving system. More likely some showers and storms stick around for Sunday when we hold in the low 60s for daytime highs. And that's where some localized heavy rains up to an inch or more be, may be seen. The rain chance lingers into Monday charity and we start to dry it out then Tuesday, Wednesday and back into the low 70s where we should be. But it could be kind of wet around here, especially late this weekend. Well, thank you, Stu. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. It's time to do something. Hey, it's Ebo. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees and back and shoulder and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people here have done this, and they are living life to the fullest pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today. Stop putting it off. Call now for a free consultation. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. QC Kinetics. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. It's Preston from Window World. I hear too many stories of people being held hostage through a three-hour window appointment and pressured to sign now for a project that's worth a small fortune. At Window World, we take as much or as little time as you have and provide a clear, easy-to-read estimate right on the spot. 
Don't think your window project is out of reach because some companies ruined your experience. Call the best value in your area. Window World. Call Window World. You'll be glad you did. Your next job could be as close as seven miles south of Madison. Tructi LLC in Oregon is growing and are now hiring in all areas, including builders, electricians, and electrical engineers, to name a few. You'll work at the same place every day. Schedules are flexible, pay scale is attractive, and receive a $2,500 sign-on bonus. Plus, a huge advantage of being closer to work and saving on gas. Apply in person or online at T-R-A-C-H-T-E-U-S-A.com. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. To get her fixed, get her done, to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas, like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. For the Green Bay Packers, it's truly Super Bowl or bust. I feel like I've been saying this for years, Robbie. Well, you have. And, you know, I think what makes this guys a little bit different this season is Aaron Rodgers undoubtedly could be looking at the last year of his, his career. Um, he is, he is without question a year to year guy at this point, much like Favre was from cripes about 2001 on, it felt like right <laughs> after they lost that playoff game to the Falcons and, and Michael Vick. And he started hinting at retirement, but you know what, what makes this different guys is I, I think, you know, if you, if you closely examine Aaron Rodgers contract and, and, and I won't bore the listeners with all the details. It, 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 it's really a year-to-year thing. Um, and, and it could certainly be, you know, a one-year contract when, it, when it's all said and done, even though he signed the longer extension. Um, secondly, they've, they've changed philosophical approaches over there, right? It's, it's, it's not going to be offense, offense, offense anymore. They're, they're, they're going to try to win games and rely on, on a dominant defense, a really good running game, and, and let Aaron Rodgers kind of pick his spots, almost like the Denver Broncos did late in John Elway's career. And it paid off big time for them, as everybody remembers. 97, 98, they went back-to-back championships. Um, you know, Elway was, uh, I, I don't want to say a, a game manager because he was far better than that, but they relied on Terrell Davis and, and an opportunistic defense that, that, that took the ball away a lot. And, um you know, Green Bay is going to try a, a, a similar approach. At, at least that's our belief going into the season, guys. You know, they, they could get out there and Aaron Rodgers could throw it 50 times on Sunday, I guess, and, and, we, and we'd all be a little surprised. But, but, but my best guess going into this game in Minnesota, guys, is, you know, you're, you're going to see the 
20 to 25 touches from Jones, another 18 to 20 from Dylan, and, and a defense that tries to win you the football game, and Rodgers picking his spots in the pass game with the wideout. So, so Evo, they're taking a little bit of a different approach in terms of how they're trying to win football games. I think everybody over there knows, you know, time is running out on the, on this Rogers era. They've, they're going to have massive contract extensions that they're going to possibly have to give to Rashawn Gary and Elton Jenkins that could goof with the salary cap, you know, so strike while the iron is hot. You look around the league guys, and, you know, Russell Wilson's out of the conference and San Francisco who beat Green Bay in the playoffs last year is going to trot out a first time quarterback. And, and Tom Brady spent a little bit a wall there down in, down in Tampa Bay. And the NFC North is, is remarkably weak still. And Mike McCarthy's seat is insanely hot in Dallas. So, you know, really guys, I mean, the, the door is wide open for Green Bay. I mean, I, I get it. Evo it's been wide open for the last yeah. 12 years since they won so, the 45th Super Bowl. But I mean, it's, it, it really is kind of now or never for this. Group. So Rob with the Packers and you're talking about Aaron Rodgers slinging around the field. What's up with Alan Lazard? I mean, he got stepped on last week, not practicing. And is Sammy Watkins, is he truly going to be the Packers number one wide receiver? If Rodgers is going to sling this ball around the field without Lazard. Well, I've said it all summer, Evo. They, they don't have a number one, right? I mean, they, they, they've been trying to tell you that, um, you know, Alan Lazard is the number one. That that that's like me telling women, I you know, I, I look like Tom Cruise. I mean, it just it. Sorry, guys. It's well, just I can not, see, I can <laughs> see it. I can see it. Right? Guys, both have dark hair. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, we we you know we we you we do can all tell your own stunts anything, too, right? Yeah. It, it, I think any, he's actually any, old to play. Wanna, anything they want to hear, right? It's <laughs> you guys are. Funny. Tom Cruise is too and, old uh, to be Rob Reichel. Rob, in the Rob, you're still in. How old are you, Rob? If you don't mind me, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it on the air, but I'm definitely younger than than Cruz. I was Cruz. Saying, Cruz. Tommy Cruz is 60 years old. Yeah, no, he's got me by about a decade. Um, you're good, so right? I'm, you're, you're I, very I, handsome. I, 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 I still wish I looked like Cruz, and not as um, crazy. Well, some people say that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, boy, his, he can make movies. That 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 last that last one he put out, I'd see 15 times. Hey, but so uh, you, they, I, they call I, you the Tom Tom Cruise is the movies as you are to writing about the Packers, Rob. Thanks, man. That's <laughs> I like you, I baby. said, you're, you're, you're going to give my eulogy one day, Evo. <laughs> I'm done. But, uh, no, I, I don't, I don't even know where I, where I, where what are we I talking about it? Sammy Watkins being the number one, Alan Lazard. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, again, there, there's no number one on that football team guys. It's, you know, it, it, it's going to be spread around. You know, I, I, I've got a pretty good hunch and a feeling that Tunyon's going to play. Um, you know, he, he could see six, eight, ten balls in the past game if, if Lazard can't go. They've been unbelievably tight lipped about Lazard. He didn't practice yesterday on, on Wednesday. They listed him on the on the injury report as an ankle. Matt LaFleur, who had been incredibly quiet on this, you know, finally did say yesterday he got you know, he got stepped on last week in practice. He's been with the rehab group guys since then. Um He's a guy as a, as a veteran who's been around who, who isn't going to need a lot of practice time. The ninth annual Beaver Dam Pepper Festival will be Saturday, September 10th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The event will take place at the Park Village Shopping Center in Beaver Dam. It'll feature many different food options such as pepper broth, apple pepper pancakes, apple pepper pie, pepper beer, and more. Diana Ogle, event coordinator of the Beaver Dam Pepper Festival, shares more on how this event got started, 
what the pepper is and what attendees can expect. We are excited. This is the ninth year that we have celebrated this crazy little heirloom pepper that came to beautiful Beaver Dam from Appetine, Hungary in the late 1800s and the early 1900s. The folks left the oppressed country with everything on their backs, including Beaver Dam pepper seeds that they put in the hems of their trousers and their dresses, came here to Beaver Dam, Wisconsin because of the prosperity of the industry. We had monarch ranges that were being built here, two huge shoe factories, and the railroad was here. So these folks came here looking for, obviously, the better deal, but they loved these pepper seeds so much that they wanted to bring them along. And so they did. So they planted these beautiful seeds and kept the legacy of these peppers alive. Now, the pepper is a little more non-traditional. It's like two peppers in one. The top of it looks like a regular green, yellow, red pepper. The bottom is more like a banana pepper, and there's only three ribs on it, where a traditional pepper has four. And about 10, 11 years ago, they were celebrating the Beaver Dam Pepper Festival in Chicago and Milwaukee, and I said, whoa, why wouldn't we do this in Beaver Dam? So I contacted the executive director of the chamber and the mayor, and I said, let's throw a party. Now, I am the property manager of the park. Village Shopping Center in Beaver Dam. So my role there is to bring people's awareness to what the stores are and just do big sidewalk sales and different events there. And I said, I've got an 800 parking lot stall that I can put this pepper fest in. And that's what we did. And so we have morphed into, we have Beaver Dam pepper brats, apple pepper pancakes. We have an apple pepper pie eating contest. We have Uga, our local brewing company in Beaver Dam does a pepper beer. We have raffle baskets. We have square dancing, we have music, we have kids entertainment. You name it, we have it. If you can put a pepper in it, by golly, we do that. And at the end of the whole deal, what we do is we give the money to a nonprofit. So my role that I bring to the table is to celebrate the legacy of this pepper. So every second Saturday of September in the Park Village Shopping Center parking lot, we pop up some tents. And this year we have over 30 craft vendors. We have about six different food vendors that are going to be there. I mean, it's crazy crazy that people have fallen in love with this goofy little pepper. And you can find all the information on beaverdampepperfestival.com. We've got a lot of stuff going on, and we're just blessed to honor this crazy little pepper. How much is it? Is it free to come to this festival? Absolutely. Free parking, free admittance. You don't have to pay for anything. You just come and enjoy. Sample the pancakes, sample the brats. We have brats that you can actually take home with you. So there's just a fun time for the family to embrace this pepper. And it's really not spicy. It's more bold than anything else, but like any pepper, it can sneak up on you a little bit. And come celebrate with us, sit around, meet some new friends, have some fun, sample the chili. All the proceeds go to the Dodge County Center for the Arts, so it's all about giving back to the community, and we just have more fun than a human should be allowed to have. That was Diana Ogle, event coordinator of the Beaver Dam Pepper Festival. You can find out more on their website at beaverdampepperfestival.com. You can find more stories like this on our website at midwestfarmreport.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. One of the stories you'll receive is on how equipment dealerships are preparing for harvest. Jeff Sloan is the president of Sloan Implement. He says that they're the most prepared they've ever been for harvest. I think we're in a better position than we have been in the last three years as far as parts availability. We've made a concerted effort to stock up, have more parts on hand than we ever had in our history. We've got about $17 million more parts on the shelves right now than we did a year ago. With the full line of John Deere equipment going back 60, 70 years of machinery that 
are still in production today. Are you going to have every part for all those machines on the shelf? No, that's an impossibility, but we do feel like we've made a good effort of stocking up on those fast-moving parts. That was Jeff Sloan, the president of Sloan Implement. If you're using antique equipment, you may not see a quick turnaround for parts, but Jeff believes they are prepared to help. I've got your morning markets after this. Whether it's the sound of the carnival or the taste of the cotton candy or your first blue ribbon, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to offer cash prizes for your fair stories. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there is no limit, so tell us all of your stories. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall report to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Looking at the Chicago markets, December corn is up five and a half at six seventy-four. November beans are up fourteen and a quarter cents at fourteen and a quarter. December wheat is up eleven and a half quarters at eight forty and a half. On the dairy side of things, barrel cheese closed down a quarter yesterday at one ninety-three and a quarter. Forty-pound block cheese had no change and closed at one eighty-five. And double A butter also had no change and closed at 314 and three quarters. October class three milk contract is trading today at 2059 a hundred weight. And November milk is trading at 2109 a hundred weight. That's up 24 cents. Coming up next, we have Helen Dix, the state issues advocacy director with AARP on this Friday morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I've had the opportunity to be involved in several programs in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, one of which was the Farm Bureau Institute. It's a great leadership program to help develop leadership skills, whether it's social media skills or the opportunity to speak to legislators and learn different ways and tools you can use to help get your message across. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership development. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Want to make a career change? L.W. Allen Electronics, a division of SJE, is growing, and they need great people like you to join their team. They're a leader in water and wastewater management and are hiring for multiple positions, including electrical panel technician, field service technician, design engineer, and software engineer. Join an industry in demand, a job that is stable and secure, with competitive wages, full benefits, and a great team. A career at SJE could be just what you need. Apply now at sjeinc.com careers. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, 
always shows up, just like LG seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Summer is here, and with it, the hot air. Don't let other companies add to it. We won't lure you in with buy one, get one, or half-off installation. Not Window World, not ever. We offer a no-pressure consultation with straightforward, fair pricing. None of that, if you sign today, or let me call my manager nonsense. Professionally installed at an everyday low price. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hey, we're catching up with our friends from AARP of Wisconsin. I want to remind you again, remember, AARP is not just for those 55 and older. It is a way of life that can get you all kinds of great benefits and speaks on your behalf in many regards. Joining us today is the State Issues Advocacy Director for AARP of Wisconsin. That's Helen Dix. And Helen, we want to focus in on some of those resources that are many times not paid attention to until you need it. We're focused in today on the Aging and Disability Resources Centers. Some people don't even know what they are or what they can do. Can you kind of help us out there? (laughs) Well, the Aging and Disability Resource Centers came out of the idea that there should be one place you could go to get all the information you needed. And they started primarily with aging, but eventually um, added disability. And so they are available in every county in the state, and you can get information that you need on almost anything. It's a one-stop shop idea that if you start with the ADRCs, you're going to end up with all the information or the referrals that you need to take care of um, life's challenges or just information that you need. Yeah, and I can vouch for this, folks. Uh, When my dad uh, needed some extra help, uh, he had uh, a limb that was uh, taken off, and boy, just getting around suddenly became a challenge. Those are the kinds of sources that you want to turn to. They know how you can kind of make your way through life when challenges arise. Yeah. They're a wonderful opportunity, and they're available for everyone. There are 42 of them, but they cover every county in the state. So now what kinds of things should I be asking myself, or how can I focus in on uh, that resource and, uh, I guess, getting the most from it? Well, you know, I think the first thing you have to remember is that you can go to the ADRCs with a lot of things. People have this misconception that they're only for low-income people or that they're only um, for um, the older disabled. That is not true. They provide all kinds of programs, and they provide, you know, particularly in the areas like caregiving, long-term care. They provide information and support systems to caregivers. They help with private issues also. They will help with challenges um, for if you're denied insurance, if you're denied Medicare, not just government programs. They can help hook you up with private programs, non 
nonprofits, and they help you challenge insurance claims all across the board if you're denied. What kind of staffing do they have? I mean, I don't recall when I, I was in O'Connell County, far northeast Wisconsin, uh, it sounded to, to me like the young lady was stressed. Are all of these counties set up with the same amount of staff, Helen, or give me a little sense on that? No, and, you know, this is a sad story, I have to tell you. Every aging resource center is going to have some kind of uh, dementia specialist. It's going to have an elderly benefit specialist. It's going to have a disability specialist that will help with specific claims in those areas or specific issues in those areas. They'll have intake workers. They'll have case managers. But the way that they are staffed is like everybody else right now. The aging population is growing. The number of people we have to take care of these and to fill these positions is not growing. And like everybody else, right now the ADRCs are really struggling to find staff and support. So please be patient when you call in. They're kind of having to triage people. Um, but um, And one of the other problems they have, of course, is that they don't have the funding they need as the older population is growing. And that's one of the issues that AARP advocates for and is looking for in the next budget, to make sure we have enough people to take care of the people and the issues that come to the ADRCs. Is that something that's a national issue, Helen, or is it one that we can actually voice our concern about on the state scene? This is a state scene. I have to tell you, the ADRCs come through the state budget. You know, some of their programs come through federal programs, but the actual structure, the staffing, and some of the basics about benefit specialists um, come through our state legislature. And in a moment of pride, I will tell you that it was Wisconsin that first did the ADRCs, and now they're available in other parts of the country, and the model has been copied, but everywhere, like like all kinds of helping professions, we're struggling with staffing and funding. You know, and speaking as a daughter of a family that turned to ADRC for some of that counsel, really it's not necessarily about the resources. Sometimes, Helen, it's about somebody walking you through the process. I mean, nobody expects to have to, you know, find transportation for your elderly parents or to try to find a food share program. I mean, these are not necessarily things that people sit down and map a plan on, but boy, those those voices through the ADRC can really help make murky water clear. Yeah, you know, we used to uh, laugh and call some of those programs the, the red tape cutters. And that was because, you know, they really do, they're able to take the mishmash of the crisis you found yourself in and break it into manageable hunks of what can be done, where you can do, who you can help. And sometimes, like you say, it's just a question of having somebody talk you through a sudden challenge to know what you can do and how you can do it. Well, and you're you're encountering a situation that you're not necessarily prepared for physically or mentally. I mean, asking questions about maybe the person that's impacted, uh, their attitudes about things, their personal needs. I mean, like you said, they cut through a lot of murkiness because they've been there, done that. 
Yeah, and you know, the other thing they do is they uh, sometimes sponsor, but will definitely refer you to support groups with other people who are dealing with the same kind of issues you are, and just feeling you're not alone, and that, you know, there's somebody out there in your corner, and that there are other people going through the same thing is a huge benefit when you're caught in these unfamiliar situations. Well, and by counseling with them or working with them, like you mentioned earlier, they can help be your voice, your advocate, and that means maybe not having to get an attorney involved or something like that. That's right. They do claims for denied uh, you know, Medicare coverage. They'll deal with private insurance companies that are giving you a hard time um, and get those claims through. They have all kinds of information about uh, programs and benefit programs. They can even just doing something like a checkup. They can tell you which lawyers, you know, do uh, reduced service work, you know, any, you know, where you can get, even if you don't qualify for government programs, where you can get help with in-home care. They are just a wealth of information. And, um, you know, it's well worth uh, that phone call when you're in crisis. Their intake workers are wonderful, just getting your story out and, and making sure you head to the right person to talk to. Helen Dix is along with us from AARP of Wisconsin. We're, ca- we're talking about uh, ADRC. That's a resource group that you may not be familiar with, but is very active here in Wisconsin. That, of course, is uh, a group that's focused in on our aging and disabled population, ADRC, Aging and Disability Resource Center. And like she said, they'll help you with everything from adaptive equip- equipment, caregiver support, long-term care programs, housing options, so many different things. You can go to aarp.org and search for Wisconsin or just search ADRC or better yet, uh, go to the uh, ADRC website for right here in Wisconsin. Have you have you uh, had a lot of folks encounter ADRC? Helen, tell me a little bit about some of the stories that you've heard. Well, you know, I get the calls at, because I do advocacy at a statewide level, when people call AARP because they're in crisis, they call our call center and the calls often get transferred to me. And people just don't know what to do. One case that jumps to mind is actually um, a parent, some people that uh, called me from Connecticut because they were concerned about a relative in Milwaukee um, doing the COVID events. And I was able to refer them to the ADRC because they had people who contacted them and made sure that they had all the information and services they need. I get all kinds of calls from people that want to help older their older relatives, but they don't live close by. They don't know where to start. They're, sometimes they're looking for simple services like housekeepers to come in, you know, somebody to house clean and come in. Sometimes it's more complex and they need um, care and how do they find a reputable agent. It's not that they need the money or the Wisconsin programs, but they need the referrals. Mm-hmm. And I send those people to the ADRCs. It's my first line for anybody that comes to me with a problem is always the question, have you talked to the local ADRC? Yeah. A lot of their work is supported by volunteers, you know, volunteer drivers and, uh, you know, people who deliver meals, all kinds of supports. And, you know, they do such a good job for us. I think if you are looking for a meaningful volunteer opportunity, that's another reason to contact your ADRC and see if you can help them out because they help us out so much. Excellent resource for sure. Helen Dix is along with us, State Issues Advocacy Director for AARP 
Wisconsin. We are talking about an agency that you need to be familiar with, the Aging and Disability Resource Center, ADRC, and a great way to find those resources and stay connected through your AARP membership right here in Wisconsin. Again, like we said, Helen Dix along with us. She is the State Issues Advocacy Director 